Hello, and welcome to another episode of Dual Senses, where we give our two cents on all things PlayStation. Usually I'm joined by Alex Wolf, but right now he is on paternity leave. Um, I am Stephen Morrow, and instead, today, we are joined by my brother. Hey, everybody. My name's Davin. <laughs> that's, that's my brother. Um, he's actually been on some podcasts before in the past with me and Alex, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, um, on Wolfie's Gaming Den. Yeah, I was on that. If if anyone's familiar with with that. But yeah, so how have you been? I've been good. How about you? I'm I'm alive, hanging in there. Yeah. Uh, you've been playing any any awesome games lately? Um, yes, I have been. <laughs> All right. I've been playing Path of Exile. <laughs> Path of Exile. For those who aren't familiar, could you explain Path of Exile? Path of Exile is an action role-playing game, which you pretty much build your own character and go through a story, and then after the story, the real game begins, where you go through all sorts of different maps and build up uh, wealth and power overall in your character, like getting bigger DPS. Uh, I play Trade League, so I trade with a bunch of people and pretty much just try to get cool shit the entire time. It's a really fun game. So you're playing on PC, um, but Path of Exile is also free to play and available on the PlayStation 4, um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, recently there was a big expansion, wasn't there? Like something with like farming or... Um, was there a newer one? The new league came out about a month ago, and what that means is all of your previous league characters get sent to the standard league, and then you have to make new ones, and the economy resets as well. So pretty much everybody starts fresh every league with a new league mechanic. So it's like a rebalancing kind of? Yeah, I mean, there are patch notes every so often but i mean they do a lot of big stuff they come out with some new skills uh the league mechanic is really cool it's kind of like gambling where you go through harder challenges and you pretty much bet how much rewards you want like if it's worth getting it's like an all or nothing sort of deal called ultimatum it's pretty cool all right uh if you like if you like diablo style games i feel like you would really enjoy path of exile it's that same kind of uh perspective i guess like a almost top down uh hack and slash kind of thing but also uh if you haven't seen the skill tree for this game <laughs> it's like one of my favorite things to look at and i know that's really stupid uh but like imagine the sphere grid from final fantasy 10 but like times a million it's just this massive skill tree with all these little nodes, and you can fill them in and stuff, and uh, there's a lot of creativity that you can get with, with different character builds in Path of Exile as well. Um, and Davin actually has created some pretty insane, catastrophic characters. <laughs> uh, what, what are some of your favorite, uh, I guess, combinations or types of characters that you've created? Um, I guess... My typical favorite is like a one-shot, kill-everything-in-the-screen sort of build. But lately I've been doing like more melee-based builds, because you know, like if you're doing range builds, you have more spread and things like that, like playing a caster. 
Uh, I've been playing mainly like melee characters this league because I wanted to try out like how, how to be like as tanky as possible. And doing a hard sort of turn on that with evasion rather than armor and health. There's still health, obviously, but mainly evasion for defensive uh, mechanism with a hollow palm ice crash, which it's hard to do uh, late game because you want to cap all of your resistances and things like that. And because it's hollow palm, you can't wear like gloves or weapons or anything. So it kind of gets rid of a lot of options for uh, defenses and things like that because all of your damage comes directly from your stats itself rather than the weapons in that case so you have to sort of maximize your stats in other ways yeah you get you get items that give percent increase of stats and yeah <laughs> well i feel like almost every time that i uh, go over to our parents house and visit you show me another character build in path of exile and what i end up seeing is just like you press a button and then immediately there's just a shit ton of explosions or something is on fire and everything is just completely annihilated. Yeah, the game's really fucking cool. Everything looks really good too. Like at first it seems like a pretty rustic game, but when you get into it and it's just really satisfying, like just mowing down hordes of things like instantaneously. I still need to get into it a little bit more i started it on ps4 uh i'm kind of curious how it's going to be like later on when more complicated things are happening on the ps4 uh since really i've only seen it on pc um and i've played like the first 10 minutes on ps4 but uh but what i've seen when you play it's just kind of it's mesmerizing seeing all of the the shit going on on screen uh it's pretty cool yeah also been playing Craftopia, which is uh <laughs> exactly like like Path of Exile, I'm sure. <laughs> it's uh it's kind of like a survival game, build your own sort of universe sort of deal. But it's like a dungeon crawler as well. And um I really like it cuz it reminds me of Mabinogi. Mm. Uh just the art style and the way the skills are like really remind me of it but it's kind of like a more modern combat system so i don't those of you who've played mabinogi know that the the combat system did not age well at all i miss old school mabinogi it's still old school it's just i mean like like old old school uh i remember i was really excited just like when mabinogi first came out it was kind of like the social mmo uh, you could like just hang out by campfires and you could compose music. That's uh, all. P- people still do that because the only people who play it have been playing it for like 10 plus years. So they don't have anything else to do. <laughs> I guess that's fair. <laughs> it's a shame the game's dying because it was really good. It had a really good style to it. And I, I really liked, I think if they just updated the combat system, it would have been fine. A lot of people think uh, they, they updated the combat system at the same universe in Vindictus, but it's not the same kind of game. That game is just a dungeon crawler, and it's not like an open world aspect at all. It's like you go into an instance and you fight things, and then you're done. There are hubs, but you know nobody really communicates in that game, at least not from what I witnessed. Vindictus or? Vindictus. Okay. And in Mabinogi, it's the exact opposite. Uh, 
but as someone who doesn't watch a lot of anime, I don't really fit in in that game. I just liked playing it and thought the characters looked cool. But uh, back in the day, I was pretty good at that game. Those are those are some older MMOs. I used to love just all of the free-to-play MMOs that I could find. Anything from Mabinogi to VMK, the Virtual Magic Kingdom. Do you remember that? Yeah. I used to love that. There are a lot of people saying that MMOs are dying. Like, you can't bring them back. What do you think about that? Uh, I definitely disagree. If anything, I feel like more games are becoming MMOs, in a sense. How? Uh, I mean, like, if, if we look at... Uh, so many different, especially AAA games, are focusing more on like games as as a service and more multiplayer aspects where there's either a lot of people in, in a shared world or um, there's kind of like a mini MMO feel, like Destiny, where you have, you know, it's it's not like an astronomical amount of people in the same instance, but still you have that MMO kind of feel. And you can go into missions and stuff together. I feel like there's, across the board, not just with MMOs, I feel like with a lot of, especially AAA titles, there have been uh, sort of like a blending of genres where um, it's almost like every game is an RPG now, where every game has you leveling up or upgrading things with skill points and stuff like that. It's the same kind of thing. I think there's a distinction between these sorts of games and like the classic MMORPGs like World of Warcraft and Terra and things like that. I think that's what people are usually talking about when they say those sorts of games are dying. Yeah, I don't think they're dying. I just think they're evolving. I think like, I think if they continue with these couple of flaws, they're going to die because the developers that are making these sorts of games for the most part are just shitty scumbag developers and uh you don't really see people who are really like into those games making those games like so okay there are a few things i think are contributing to like a decline in population because like the lifespan of a new mmorpg is relatively small uh because it'll have a surge of people for the first like month or so and then it'll go down to like less than a thousand people playing And I think the problem is, one, there is a lack of unlimited play mechanics in Endgame. What do you mean by that, unlimited play? So, think of PoE, for example. You can play for literally however long you want in map phase. You can do any maps you want because the goal isn't just completing the maps itself. There are different bosses, there are different things and then there's the whole economy alongside that and the way that they set things up it's not a specific dungeon you're doing it's a randomly rolled map that you craft yourself so you're not just playing the same thing over and over again necessarily because it's different because it has different modifiers and different things will be there the different league mechanics are there and so on and so forth so it, it adds more variety to the gameplay making it pretty much impossible to have the same thing over and over again unless you're just even if you just use the same base map you know different things will show up you'll get different loot you'll do different things so this is uh basically like end game content that makes the game continuous yeah because in a lot of mmorpgs you see like 
there's this weird contrast between leveling, which people speed through, right? People want to get leveled fast. And the end game. When you're leveling, you see the entire world. The majority of the content is witnessed while leveling, but nobody's paying attention to it. Because <laughs> they just want to speed through it to get to the end game. And the end game is the least amount of world that you're seeing. You're just doing a handful of things over and over again to get better gear and then once you get that gear it's over unless you want to like grind for more things and you know or pay money to do whatever but you know i think a lot of them lack in spreading out the content because i think even in poe which has really good unlimited play um you see a majority of areas through the story when people are really just speed running it's still However, the difference is, you know, whether or not you even see it again, which you do in the maps, because they're based off of those areas. Like in a lot of classic MMORPGs, you just have like a generic dungeon or a generic raid, which the bosses might be cool, but you know, over time it gets old. And then I think another thing that ruins, well, the obvious one is business models, because a lot of these scumbag devs will literally make the game unenjoyable unless you put money into it. Um, whether it be just the ridiculous nature of crafting, the boring aspects of just leveling your character to endgame. Or just not having new content other than cosmetic shit you have to pay for. Or pay gating content in general. If you can't access certain areas because you have to pay, I think that's stupid, and you shouldn't do that. Just make the game something you pay for, if that's the case. A lot of people don't know how to do free-to-play mechanics. They should, or free-to-play business models is what I should say. Uh, you should make the game good enough to where people want to put money in on things like cosmetics or whatever, uh, versus making the game impossible to enjoy unless you put money into it. It's just dumb and it's self-destructive to the game because one, it incentivizes people to or incentivizes the devs not to um, go forth and make new things to make the players happy and it deters a lot of people who don't want to put money into a game that they haven't really gotten into yet. And, you know, there's that and then there's like the fact that MMORPGs are very time-based. Like... I wouldn't say time-gated necessarily, but the progression in some of them, depending on what they are, could be years of progression that a lot of people don't want to give up, so they stick to like one game that they've played over like 10 years, like yeah. World of Warcraft or something, so they wouldn't necessarily want to play something else. Because, you know, at that point, they're already stuck into another issue, <laughs> which is whether or not the game just feels like a chore. Is that number three? it's issue like number nine or something <laughs> but i think like a lot of the issues are in the end game and balancing content out and just overall making a decent business model for once like there are a few games that are free to play that have good business models and every single one of them are successful <laughs> because they make a good game because they know that if they make a good game people will naturally want to pay for the things that they offer I mean, who who's saying that MMOs are 
are dead or dying. A lot of people. And it, they mean, like, kind of are. Like, if you look at the number of people playing, it's evident. One of the biggest games to come out recently has been an MMORPG. What is it? Genshin Impact. <sighs> and what? <laughs> Genshin Impact is another example of something I don't like. I mean, just still, it's one of the biggest games. They made a shit ton of money. Uh, it, it There was a solid month where it was like the only thing that anyone was talking about online. I still think it's more of just a gacha game. And I think that's that grabs a lot of attention. And because it's a decent quality game, like just in terms of like fluidity and universe building, people will play it. But honestly, like as someone who really likes MMORPGs, as someone who appreciates like grindiness that game is not good for me because the most of the time it's one of those games where you put money in Mm -hmm. it's a fucking gacha game so like that's what it is and genshin players will say all day no it's not a gacha game but it fucking is (laughs) within the first hour of playing genshin impact guys they send that stupid thing where it's like the wishes to get the characters that's a gacha game if you see anything that's like if you put money in you will get some character and there's a random chance you get an ultra rare character that's a fucking gacha game and you're feeding into it like don't deny it it's a gacha game <laughs> there's no shame in playing it but so you know. are there no are, are there no gacha mechanics in path of exile no i mean they have cut co- every mtx in that game aside from like every what microtransaction oh everything that you could put money into the game for aside from stash tabs which are the only thing that's like necessary if you played a lot if you're just a casual player not really but if you played a lot you want stash tabs is a cosmetic and that's it there's absolutely nothing other than cosmetics and stash tabs that you can get um they will have mystery boxes where you put like cheaper you could pay like less than you would for a normal cosmetic to get a random cosmetic and that any mystery box is a gacha but you know it it's not directly related to gameplay whatsoever okay. it's purely visual and they're fucking nice and i've paid money for cosmetics i mean sure but i'm not gonna play a game where in order to have like fun or in order to like feel like i'm like good at the game because i feel like most gacha games will do this you need to have like certain rated characters or whatever and certain synergies you know if i have to pay money for that or uh, like versus spending like nine months grinding for one thing yeah you know then i'm not gonna play it i mean i've done that before fallen into that trap with like mobile games because that's what they do yeah that's a big thing for me with mobile games i play a lot of mobile games with those kinds of mechanics but i i play them free uh like so i try not to do anything i think i feel like it's easier in a mobile game though because you know you can play it in short burst over the course of a long period of time because it's just on your phone whereas on like a console or a pc you can't you can't lug that around. Yeah, like, imagine playing a game that has an energy meter. Like, you can only do X amount of things every 24 mm. hours on, like, console or PC. See, what's weird <laughs> is I have. It's so I dumb. Have played it's those. so dumb. And they've all been free-to-play games, though. Yeah, because um, they don't they don't know how to make a fucking business model. They're scumbag devs. They don't put any creativity into their game. So they're like, 
oh, we can just make them pay to keep playing. <laughs> or they can wait a day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sometimes, though, like, sometimes I kind of like those kinds of games because there's a definitive end, I guess. So, like, I know that I'm only going to spend, like, 20 minutes in this game. And I know that I will not possibly be able to do anything else beyond that 20 minutes. And that can be kind of nice, especially in... Um, especially when like there are so many games now where they are just complete time sinks uh, games are getting bigger with more things to do and more distractions uh, I can't like oftentimes I have to pull myself away from my console just so that I go to sleep and like if I'm playing a game where there is a definitive alright you're out of energy for today go to bed that can sometimes be kind of nice for me for for like a casual player yeah but if someone really likes the game they're just gonna spend the money and that's pretty exploitive like yeah. and i think what what genshin is is it's people mistaking it for something it's not because people will play that game for a long time and you know it's just it's just a gacha game when you get down to it it's a pretty looking gacha game I wonder, I haven't looked into this, but I wonder if it's possible to get the Platinum Trophy in Genshin Impact without spending a penny. Yeah, well, you, I'm sure it's possible, but how long would it take is the real question. I'm going to look up the the time it takes to get a Platinum in that. I also don't know what the trophies are. They could be non-related to getting specific things. Uh, Genshin Impact Trophy Guide. Let's see what this is. I'm just really curious. Trophy guide and roadmap. Good old PlayStationTrophies.com. Difficulty of 5 out of 10. 100 plus hours is the estimated time. Yeah. I'm trying to see... There is a glitch, though. <laughs> that would suck <laughs> to put hundreds so, of hours into something where there's a big glitch. Yeah. All that aside, the point is, I I really don't want a lot of devs to think that making games like Genshin Impact is going to save MMOs, because it's just going to twist it into something that it, it it's it's just going to be more self-destructive. If it turns into something where it's like, oh, how much money can you put in, like. It, it's just stupid and it's already kind of that and i want it to turn away from that rather than get worse so i think what when i was talking to kenneth about the other day when we brought this up was uh we were talking about how at that point it's more about time or money versus skill which is why he doesn't really like mmos that much yeah and i totally agree uh i think there should be a skill aspect and that's why i like poe because there is a skill aspect but, I mean, that's what, uh, that kind of just goes into the, the tradition of what a game is. Uh, like, there there's kind of two ways to gamify something, and that's either with skill and, like, a win-lose aspect, or with luck, which still has a win-lose aspect. So, like, yeah, I guess it's a matter of which side you want it to, you would prefer it to be. And I, I, I definitely prefer it not to feel like gambling whenever i'm playing a game yeah 
it's just such a cop-out way to get people in, interested in your game. It's so fucking scummy. And, like, uh, another example of an MMO that I think was, like, really fucking annoying was uh, Black Desert Online. Uh, Black Desert Online, for those of you who don't know, you can literally autoplay. You can autoplay questing in that game. So, hold on. It's a PvP game, but still, I think it's stupid. Just make it where people do PV... PvP. It's PvE or PV... PvP? PvP. At least it's marketed as a PvP game. However, why why would they do all of this just to auto through it? Because it gives more opportunities for them to pay to do certain things. See, because one thing that I really appreciate that was added to a, a game that I'm currently playing, Near Replicant, is an autoplay or an auto battle feature. Where if you're on the easy difficulty, you can turn it on and it'll fight all of the enemies for you automatically dodge automatically uh parry and fight them and it's wonderful it's great for farming for items it's great for people who suck at action games but like why would it just takes the soul out of it like if i could just it's the same thing as botting in runescape you know like I could spend all this time grinding levels and have it mean something to me, or <laughs> I could just bot it, or have someone power level the account for like 50 bucks. Well, I... It's just, it's stupid. I think it's stupid. I and definitely have... I, I definitely still have a sense of enjoyment from Near Replicant with the auto battle feature, and it is optional. And the game so has a nice. good story too. And yeah, like if you put it in the setting of an MMORPG, like usually there's not like a, a substantial story. Like if it's if the the gameplay isn't the focal point of the game, like if there's a story or something else to it, I get it. But if the focal point of the game, and I feel like for MMORPGs, the combat and things like that definitely are. Mm-hmm. It's a problem if all of it's automated. Yeah, I guess that's fair. But I do think it's like a game-by-game game basis as well. Like, if the game is designed to to be that, then that makes sense. But if it's a thing that sort of takes away from one of the core elements of a game, I feel like autoplay on something where you're fighting somebody else, unless it's strictly about like a player build or I don't a character build. I don't know if it's there for PvP. Because I didn't play it long enough to get past the stupid auto-questing, because I didn't want to do that. Uh, I don't know about that. But, you know, I just think, like, these things are, are damaging to the, the genre of game. And people see it work, and then they're like, oh, I want to do that cash grab instantaneously. So, uh, so do you personally believe that MMOs are dying? I think that they are because objectively the player bases are not spread out as much as if you were playing like a different type of genre for the reasons i mentioned prior not enough people have a reason to go to other games and to be honest i don't blame them because a lot of the new mmos are just not cutting it they aren't offering something that's that's you know that's better yeah like, you look at a game like World of Warcraft, which definitely has its flaws, but you see that it's it's a ginormous game. So much content. Even if they have some of the old mechanics that, you know, 
are, are partially destructive to end game play. Like the grind might not be as good as, as like other newer games, which know how to deal with grinds. But um, there's just such a massive amount of content that, I mean, there's years and years and years and years of development into that game. And some people have been along for the ride. Yeah, that's a big thing. I feel like if you're not like an OG MMO uh, that's still hanging on to this day, it's really hard to start, I guess. Um, I mean, we have some success stories like Genshin Impact and uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. Is that the number that's the MMO? 14? 14, yeah. Um, I've actually I've heard great things about that one. Yeah, uh, that, that's one of the ones I haven't tried. It just sucks that there's a paywall. You have to subscribe. Now, sometimes a paywall... Well, the subscribing thing I don't like. But having a flat paywall to the game, like you would for like any other game, like paying 60 bucks or you know whatever, mm-hmm. I think that's fine because... In some cases, it encourages them to not be as scummy with their business model. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if, if you don't pay a flat rate, maybe they'd say they'd be more inclined to be like, oh, well, we can just have them pay if they play more than 20 levels, which is what WoW does or whatever, you know. See, I don't mind if there's like an option to pay once. It's just when there's a subscription model, I don't like that personally for one game, just because then... Like then I feel like I'm just beholden to one game, and I can't. And that's the reason like, why they do that is because they understand that the the way that MMORPG populations work is they will either stay in it or they will leave instantly. If people only pay once but they play for like eight years, they want to still make money off of that population, even if it shrinks after the majority of the new players leave. That's why it's a subscription. Well, I feel like a, a way that a developer has done this that I actually like is Elder Scrolls Online, where you pay for the game initially, and then you just pay for expansions. There's like a subscription offer, uh, like an option in the game, where I think you just get... I can't remember what it's like. I think it's crowns. It's like a premium currency, basically. Wizard 101. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's basically Wizard 101's model, yeah. But, like, I'm I'm fine with that, where you can pay for expansions, but you can still play around in the base game without having to pay anything more. And still, when they add new content, you still have access to some of it, uh, since it's, like, a worldwide thing. Yeah, I mean, Elder Scrolls is... Definitely not the worst business model out of the the newer MMOs. I just don't enjoy it because I think that it's so fucking dry and boring. Like the one of the cool things about MMOs is as you progress, you feel powerful and you, you get your build fleshed out. You start being able to just absolutely kick ass. But you know there are still challenges because there's like bosses and different things like that that you can't just solo or you can't just fucking mow through. But I feel that the entirety of ESO is just the same fucking rate of gameplay. I could be 10 levels higher than I was, and the combat would still feel the same. It's just so boring. And maybe that's just because it's an Elder Scrolls game and their combat always sucks. Yeah. But, like, (laughs) 
holy shit i cannot play it yeah i don't think elder scrolls has ever been known for having revolutionary combat honestly i don't get what the whole thing is with elder scrolls i think like the whole hype around skyrim is so fucking dumb to me like oblivion was so much better because it was at least interesting skyrim is so dry like i can't enjoy the game at all i feel like it's one of those cases where for a lot of people skyrim was the entry point into that kind of thing it was the first time that you know a it was the first time that that a lot of gamers were kind of wide-eyed at just the the mere scope of what a game could be yeah it's a it's a beginner game and the thing about it is it's kind of like pokemon for rpgs sure (laughs) or like monster collecting rpgs specifically yeah i i just think that the way that skyrim has been blown out of proportion and the way they keep re-releasing it and the way people have been still playing vanilla skyrim when it came out like over 10 years ago or something like that is a little bit fucking weird uh and i honestly like as a single man who is on tinder uh looking for people who play video you advertising yourself yes <laughs> looking for people who play games and i'm not trying to sound like an elitist but if all you play is minecraft and skyrim like that is it and like you don't care about anything else you're not a fucking gamer stop putting well, it in your hold bio. on wait 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 wait, will, wait. Yeah. hold no, on i'm hold saying on. that to the grave i okay what well, makes a gamer is wanting to like being able to enjoy multiple games and you know having the desire to try new games that interest you i'm i'm gonna have to strong disagree with you there um i think that if you say that you like video games and you only play one game, then you don't like video games. You like that one game. Yeah, that's exactly however, what I mean. <laughs> however, if you play a game, you are a gamer. No. Like, just, that's, that's, you that's, play my, the game. that's my my Everybody knows that, like, if you say, like, a key part of your personality is that you are a gamer, that implies a lot of other things than just playing a game clearly there's a whole culture around it steven i mean but there there are a lot of gamers who who dedicate their lives to one game or like a couple games especially competitive gamers and i would still call them gamers like esports competitors i personally think i still think that they're they're gamers i think that's different because you look at a game like if you play vanilla skyrim for 10 years you keep saying vanilla skyrim and now i'm just waiting for chocolate skyrim (laughs) chocolate skyrim is when all the mods come in (laughs) okay all right But if if you're playing vanilla skyrim for 10 years there's only so much content in that game yeah at what point does it become just fucking weird that you're still playing vanilla skyrim i mean that's fine you can play minecraft that'll give perpetuity because i know that that game you can do pretty much anything so that's fine it's not like a set there's not like a limited amount of content because you can make your own content if you want. What if what if somebody identifies as a gamer and the only game that they play is Journey and every single day they sit down and they they complete the game Journey? I think that's that's fucking that's weird. That's weird. <laughs> you're not a gamer, you're deranged. <laughs> I I actually I, w- I want to meet that person. <laughs> they probably don't <laughs> exist. <laughs> I actually I feel like they might. 
I'm just pointing out a trend that I see with a lot of people my age. Like, I get really excited when I match with someone who's a gamer, quotes, and then, like, I say all these cool games. Like, uh, I've played every game they've played, right? Because they've only played two. I've played Skyrim, I've played Minecraft, I've played fucking Overwatch or Valorant. Those League are the big of Legends. Ones. I've played all of those. So, like, something that gets me excited if I meet someone who is a gamer is maybe they've played something that we could try, like, I could try that's new. Maybe we could actually talk about games. But they never have that ability. They just like saying they're a gamer and they play Minecraft once or twice. Now, I, I mean, I still don't, I still don't see anything wrong with that. Um, if I, anything, as someone who's looking for someone with similar interests, I see something wrong with it because I think it's sort of false advertising. But you already have that. You already have that gateway, in a, in a sense. You already have that entry point, and then you could be the person who's like, uh, but Stephen, I I try. And you could be like, all right, fu- now it never fucking works, man. I swear to God, it never works. Have you tried, uh, you know, what about, like, that game It Takes Two? I haven't played that. Uh, it's it's made by the same folks who made A Way Out. I, I know what it is, I just haven't played it. Um, and I haven't had the opportunity to play it with a date, because I don't have any dates. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Jeez. But, uh, you know, I'm not worried about it. The that, thing is, that would be a great one, though. I feel like that's a really good introductory, like, if you only play one game, this is a game that you can try that... Well, yeah, but what it, what it comes down to is, like, they'll say that they're interested in trying new stuff, which is fine. I'll invite them over, and then they don't want to play the games at all. And then, like, or ten minutes in, they want to touch your dick yeah, and get high. They always try to have sex. Anything but playing the game. And it's like, like, just it's play sex... the fucking game. I feel like it's sex or weed. Yeah. They... Those are, like, the but two But I, I don't have any weed, so, I mean, they're shit out of luck for that. <laughs> But, like, it's very annoying. It's very annoying. So you're saying sex is an option? I mean, that is something I can offer, but I usually don't because I want to play the goddamn game. <laughs> like, that's why I invited you over. There was this one time. I had, I was playing Bloodborne. <laughs> okay. Which is a great game to just play with people, like, take turns after you die. It's fine. And I tell this person specifically. Maybe not the most accessible game, though. But, you know, it's fine. <laughs> this person was a gamer. Okay, but an actual gamer? They said they were. By your definition, or no? They they claimed they were a gamer and they wanted to try Bloodborne. Actually, I do recall them saying they've played it before. Okay. So I invite them over to play Bloodborne because that's what I'm doing. And, they and there did, was you specifically said. I specifically said we okay. can play Bloodborne. Take turns after we die. All right. And I shit you not. Within the first 10 minutes of them being up in my room, they said they did not want to play Bloodborne, and then they tried, like, doing the typical Netflix and chill stuff. Hmm. And you know what I did? What did you, what I did said, you nope, I'm going to play Bloodborne. <laughs> and they did fucking, they leave? They left. Okay. And they thought that I was kidding. So they called me after they left, like they were outside. I think I remember you telling me about this now, actually. Yeah, they called me. They couldn't believe that I was, like not gonna do what they wanted to do and i'm like no you can go i'm just playing games i don't care that's dedication yeah. right there don't try and fucking trick me with your nonsense but i mean it, see in this instance though you were like from the beginning 
you are up front. You're like, I am playing Bloodborne. If you want to play Bloodborne with me, you can come over. Yeah, but pe- people don't give a shit about that. Yeah. Honestly, I, I do... This is kind of like an insult thing to say, but I think there's like an issue with gender roles in dating. I really do. Because I don't think there should be any. I feel like I'm I'm lucky in the sense that I... Because of my sexuality, I... I haven't run into many issues with gender roles. Well, it's um, just like people, people... When dating. You know, like if I'm explicitly saying these things, right? And they still try to come on to me. If the tables were turned, that'd be fucking... I'd be done. Yeah. You know, like if someone said, uh, I just want to play games. And then I try to like have sex with them. Then I can guarantee they'd be posting all over the place saying I tried to sexually assault them. But, yeah, you know, a... if it's just a, if it's the other way around, you know, and I, I think that's kind of fucked up. Well, I there's also, that... uh, there's also a lot of, I guess, stereotypes or, uh, like gender roles play a lot in how people perceive video games as well and how people perceive a gamer. Like there's the whole idea of, oh, I'm a girl gamer. It's yeah, like why is that retarded. why is that different from being a regular like just just a gamer? It's, it like, shouldn't be, and I think that's why a lot of the people who say it on Tinder they don't mean that they're an actual gamer because they they go by some stereotype. They well, think and, they have to only play Minecraft because they're a girl gamer, and I think it's fucked up. Yeah, or also sometimes, and I've seen people try to validate their their gamerness by playing certain kinds of games. Like I. I consider myself a gamer. I consider myself pretty hardcore into video games. I I play a lot of video games, and I I consider myself well-versed in the industry, yet I do not play multiplayer games. And I mostly play really artsy-fartsy, uh, emotional shit. Like, that's, that's my shtick, I guess. And I feel like a lot of... Um, a lot of gamers will try to sort of, uh, I guess, give weight or give credibility to their gamerness by playing something that's considered or like more renowned as like a gamer's game, something like Skyrim or something like uh, League of Legends or Overwatch or uh, Minecraft, like something that's that's just intrinsically a video game if that makes and sense I, I think that problem only exists if they're attempting to be in some sort of social circle like a discord server because yeah. i have i'll play with pretty much anyone right like i don't care what what gender you are i don't care about anything right so <laughs> so like i've played games with girls a lot before like league of legends and stuff mm-hmm. and i like i i don't do this anymore because i've learned that it's just stupid but if they send me a Discord invite and I join their server with all of their friends and stuff, I'm very picky because of this. If the entirety of the conversation going on revolves around the fact that you are a female playing a game, I will fucking leave. <laughs> and like girls who join my server, there's a few girls that have been in my server. Like that is not something that we do. We don't care about that. And I'm proud that we don't. We don't do any of that stupid shit. And I think it's it's an issue on uh, not just the, the, the girl who thinks they need to prove something, but the people around them that think they need to constantly uh, 
mention it. Mm-hmm. I think it, it's fucking stupid and disgusting. And it, it shows that all of you should not be allowed on the internet. <laughs> I mean, while I don't think that we should gatekeep in any way or, or censor or like keep people from doing certain things if that's what they want to do, I, I do see a lot of that same kind of thing. Uh, I'll, I'll gatekeep them from my server. How about that? Okay, I mean, it, you can totally control who's <laughs> in your own circles. That's perfectly fine, and that's perfectly fair. But, like, I see I see a lot of similar things as well with um, the gay community, too, uh, where uh, if, like, if, if somebody who's gay or queer is creating content, um, oftentimes that's, like, the thing that they talk about the most is, like, their gayness. And, I mean, I don't think that that's the main like i don't think this is some like uh crazy common thing within the gay community but i have seen that there are some people who like make their entire persona uh or their entire identity wrapped around this one very specific and in my opinion arbitrary thing like it shouldn't matter like you said it shouldn't matter um you know your gender or your gender identity it shouldn't matter uh your sexuality it shouldn't matter what any of those things are if you play games, enjoy them, um, and you know, be who you are. But if the entirety of your personality or your identity is wrapped around something that is uh, socially kind of arbitrary or trite, then uh, I get a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> like I get a little uh, annoyed, really. It's it's not just like annoying and uncomfortable. It's also boring. You should strive to not be a one-dimensional person. And you should have that sort of uh, self-awareness to understand whether or not you're just falling into some stereotype because you're insecure about your own identity. Or if you can just embrace these aspects of your identity that may be seen as controversial and then build off of that into your own person. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, a lot of people don't have the mental capacity to differentiate those things, so they never do. Whether they're cognizant of it or not, I, I still don't think that we should stop anybody who's doing this or anyone that we perceive as doing this and it's not harmful it's just frowned upon yeah <laughs> uh i feel like we could use that for so many different things <laughs> microtransactions well actually that's harmful in some cases mm. if i don't know there's a lot anything non-cosmetic harmful. Uh, i agree i think rocket league does a good job yeah i don't even know if you who the fuck pays money in rocket league <laughs> a lot i mean it's big like you can you unlock it's a big deal you unlock a cosmetic every game though like yeah but they have so many now i know but like what that means is you constantly have the feeling of like collecting which is something that is addictive you know like that's something that causes people to spend money if you but can if it's see already fulfilled if you can see all the things that you don't have and if there's like percentages and like check marks that's that's how you win me over <laughs> Is if you can see all the things that you don't have and you see them almost like a sticker book with like the outline of the sticker that you need, if that isn't a game, I'm done for. Personally. But I until I have to spend money. <laughs> and then and then I'm out. But uh But yeah, I mean I don't uh just to reiterate, I don't think that there is anything wrong with doing things in any way that you so choose, as long as you're not hurting anybody. Um, but I, I do think, 
I think I agree with the sentiment behind what you're saying where it comes down to uh, I guess it, it just feels ingenuine to me when like it's the sort of thing that like you have a really bad feeling if you witness it and like it's a shame that people don't also have that bad feeling you know like if you see someone genuinely like bullying someone you're like ooh that's fucking dirty and then yeah. like it's like how the fuck does that person do that <laughs> and not feel like a piece of shit it's like how do you how do you sit in this discord call you and like seven guys and constantly talk about how this person is a girl playing video games like it, it just feels scummy it just seems like such a weird thing to hone in on it, it like, is like all right i cannot tell you captain obvious it is one of the most prevalent things in in like online gaming see that's that's probably why i avoid it yeah you, uh, you don't like, see it much i don't want to be called names i don't want to i don't want any of that it's like it also on twitch right it happens on twitch too like in some cases it's lucrative though because it gathers attention um, see that's another thing is it could all of this could be a marketing strategy too it's just and that you know how i feel about that shit like i don't like when people see themselves as brands i think it's fucked up i kind of see myself as a brand it's fucked up if you only see yourself as a commodity to make money then that is fucked up i mean i don't only see myself as a commodity to make money but also i feel like being being born and raised in a capitalistic american society you're poisoned by the ideology um, i understand well also <laughs> also it's it's really just a way of um sort of rewording or shall i say rebranding our understanding of these these words because like the, it, our relationships and the way that we present ourselves it's essentially a brand like i have the steven brand and you have the davin brand and you are projecting these ideas of yourself and your identity out there every time that you say a thing every time that you do a thing uh like the clothes that you wear is a representation of your brand or your identity it's brand, it's all of that it's the, like social the signaling of branding implies intent if i am dressing a certain way because i want to versus if i am dressing a certain way because i think that is the best way to market myself as you know a product that's fucked up like that is just fucked up i don't know how else to put it like i dress this way because i th i fucking i like it <laughs> but if i dressed you know if i was like oh i'm gonna buy a pair of fucking yeezys which are ugly as shit because i know people will be like oh he's got yeezys he's probably cool like that's fucked up and that's what everybody does in high school and shit too because they are insecure it's not it, yeah it's more like they're insecure and trying to fit in it's more of a social currency than yeah exactly an actual currency but exactly. it's equally bad because the intent is to have currency not to be yourself not to feel good in your own skin i mean there's synergy i think there like my brand is also who i am like for me at least there's a lot of synergy i do not ever present myself in a way that's ingenuine but but you yesterday you've resorted to possibly ingenuine ways of doing that sort of marketing as well well yesterday yesterday when i had my interview uh for a thing i did i did an interview for something um i wore my playstation shirt 
and it was related to the thing that I interviewed for. Uh, and that was still me being genuine. Like, I mean, I'm on a PlayStation podcast right now, uh, and I'm a big PlayStation fan, but I specifically chose the PlayStation shirt. I was torn between that one and Patapon, but I went with PlayStation because I thought it was more recognizable, just in case they didn't... <laughs> And there, didn't know there have also was. been things that you've done that have been kind of probably ingenuine that are ways of marketing that I would feel scummy about if I did it. I mean, yeah, probably not recently that I can think of, but but definitely if I, if I go back into the recesses of my memory, I could probably find something. Uh, but I feel like, at least in, in my recent adult life, I feel like I've tried to have a synergy with my what i would consider my my social brand and my personal identity like i consider them one in the same but i digress that got heavy <laughs> well it's important to talk about because all these things are present in gaming and in broader social circles yeah and the thing is like a lot of people like forget that playing games is is just fun <laughs> it should be fun <laughs> and when these sorts of things exist it takes away from that so in a way like you know don't take the fun out of games by making it about uh about currency unless you know you're playing a game where you make currency <laughs> like real world currency should not be what's causing you to game whether it be fitting in with a group of people um that wouldn't that you want to accept you that just be yourself you know mm -hmm. if it's oh i want to get make money because i'm gonna play this game uh and sell the currency and things like that that's kind of shitty uh or if you're a game developer why make it all about paying money to play the game like make it where people want to pay money to you know look cool in the game or whatever it all sort of relates to that the goal of playing a game and in a way that is kind of gatekeeping because it's like play games for enjoyment don't play it for other shit like that uh but i think it's it's most healthy to gaming if the focus is recentered around having fun. I think I I think I can agree with that. Uh, yeah, and and especially like when it comes to the whole money thing and microtransactions or you know dealing with how to give developers money, I feel like um, there's something that one of my favorite musicians has said. Uh, that I think is really interesting where she was trying to think of a way to make a living making music while having a direct connection with her fan base and her audience and the way that she phrased it was very interesting she she basically said I don't want to make people pay money I want to let people make or uh, give money yeah like th there's a difference and I think that when you have a game where things are, um, where it's almost like you need to pay money in order to enjoy the game, like con consistently, uh, then I, I like that less than the idea of, 
oh, well, this is an option. If you want to give us money for what we did, then you can. And you get, like, a cosmetic bonus that doesn't affect gameplay. That is really cool. Uh, so, so, yeah. So then you think about your role as a gamer, and it is to game. <laughs> yeah. It is not to fucking exploit people. To game, not gain. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> game, not gain. And also, for all of you out there who have girls in your Discord servers, just shut up about it. <laughs> God, just shut up about it. <laughs> and any other closing words, Dad? That's it. <laughs> shut up about it. Just shut up about it. Just play games. <laughs> All right, shut up about it and play games. <laughs> Words from from the wise, um, and ever vocal Davin. <laughs> All right, well that was uh, that was the latest episode of Dual Senses, where we give our two cents on all things PlayStation, and sometimes we give more than just our two cents on things just generally gaming related. It's not about money, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is. <laughs> It's not about money, but we're giving our two cents. Um, but also, in case you want to support the show... <laughs> we will let you support the show. We will let you donate to us if you visit... <laughs> God, what an awful segue. <laughs> it's not about the money. Uh, but if you would like to support us, uh, we will let you if you go to www.mtfproductions.com slash donate. That money really helps us out. Uh, it's going to be helping um, Alex and I continue the show. Uh, we want to do video in the future, and that will let us do that. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening, and thank you for your support. Thank you for liking and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, subscribing, sharing our show with friends. Uh, just thank you for everything. Love, love, love. Bye-bye. <laughs>